You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even hear you well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, Proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you Proudly Resents listeners out there, just remember, you can't test on hospitality. Oh, all right. Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com. Today we're going to proudly present 1993's Mrs. Doubtfire, stars uh, Robin Williams and Sally Fields. Our guest is uh, College Humor's Haley Cantor. Haley, thank you for coming. Sure, it's Hallie, actually. Hallie? Yeah. Uh, our guest today is Hallie Cantor <laughs> from, uh, from College Humor. And uh, you wrote this great piece, uh, Eight Things That Still Bug You About Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, thank you. When did you first see Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh, boy. Uh, I... I don't know. It was kind of, I didn't watch a ton of movies growing up, but that was like one of the three that we had on VHS. It was like Mrs. Doubtfire, She's All That, and Now and Then uh, for, you know, a certain period from when I was like five to 15, I guess. So I just watched it over and over. Uh, one of the things, so the movie is about, I don't know, the more, you can talk to me. The cam- we can okay. fix the camera. Sure. It seems We have cameras here in the studio. We're recording at Keith and the Girls studio, and they have cameras, and Haley's camera's on the other side from the room, <laughs> so she's looking behind her almost to be on camera. Robin Williams gets thrown out by his wife because he's so irresponsible. Yep. To show that he's responsible, he dresses up like a woman and yeah, tricks her. Which is her the own perfect, kids. yeah, the perfect way to show that you're a responsible father who can be trusted is to deceive your entire family. I think. Right, and but and a lot of people have made like videos to make it look like a horror movie. Yeah, I've seen those. But it is a horror movie. Yeah, it's it's it's. Pretty bad. It's a pretty bad message that everything works out for him in the end because he only makes bad choices. All bad choices. Spoiler alert. She apologized. Uh, but for the right reasons. Which because is what he we loves his kids. Yes, because well, he loves them so much. He tells the judge at the end he loves his kids so much that when he held them in his arms, he knew what? Knew how to be creepy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of like to think that maybe his character from, uh, what was that movie where he played the the um, guy who worked at a uh Film developing. Yes, place. it's the same thing. Yeah. So it's just like a twenty-four hour photo. Yeah. And um, it was where he played a killer, and it made it was almost there wasn't yeah. much of a difference. No. Well, I mean, I guess the the killing part is it is it. I don't know. Difference. I guess but the movie starts out with him singing opera. <laughs> Although he does throw, he does turn to violence in Mrs. Doubtfire. So where? he throws a lime at Pierce Brosnan. And it was a Pier- run by fruiting. Come on! Like you didn't know it was her. And the, everyone I know, that's, saw pretty, it. that's that's bullshit. That was yeah. There's there a lot of situations they they were pulling on nowhere. You really have to suspend your disbelief for this movie. Like really, I love it so much, but the it, whole thing is just an exercise in suspension of disbelief. I mean, did you find it funny when you watched it? First time, I don't remember. I I may have even seen it in theaters. I guess I was four in 1993. So, uh, I I don't know. If Me, that's too. Feasible, Me too. Feasible, but uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I think I found it funny. I, you know, I didn't really get what was funny until got much older. And then when I rewatched it now for the first time after a long time, I was like, wow, this movie is like chock full with jokes. I tried to like pepper them into that article I wrote. And I was like, there's, there's too many good quotes. Every line is quotable. It's just a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I found a lot of it. Well, I mean, I didn't, you didn't think it was funny at all. No, but at the time, I thought it was hilarious. I don't know. Maybe I was being more cynical. I think, I found different things funny about it now watching it as an adult, like the Robin Williams being like such a ham. I thought I was eating it up as a child. You know, that whole scene that's just an excuse for him to like run through his voices. There's like oh. this five minute scene where he just like does a, a 
performance of him, Robin Williams' impressions, and it has nothing to do with his character in the movie or like anything about the plot. Well, he's doing so I liked a, that as a kid and didn't so much as an adult. I found it a little indulgent. Yes, as a kid, <laughs> just it's a great. little. Yeah. Also, it just seemed totally out of place because he's at a counselor. Yeah. He's going to judge whether or not he's le- um, normal enough yeah. to take care of his own kids, sane enough. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sane. I want to do a thousand voices <laughs> yeah. that are in my and head." Also, <laughs> he's supposed to be like a professional voice actor, yet he doesn't know his audience at all. Like, she is not into it. No. She's you know, but he doesn't stop or anything. He just keeps it going. And why does she come to his house? That was weird. She has to do these court-mandated visits uh-huh. uh, to come to his house on Mondays and Fridays, I believe. I've seen this too many times. Uh, and, yeah, that's the famous scene where, you know, he's running back and forth. One of the many scenes where he has to switch between Daniel Hillard and Mrs. Doubtfire. And uh, he loses his plastic face um, and covers it up with the that creamy cake and goes, Hello! And it drips in her coffee. Uh, yeah, so of course she's like, oh, okay, he is a, a good father. Yeah. <laughs> this is just his elderly sister. Right, and then then she, all right, she finds out his elderly sister, who's British, is living there mm-hmm. with the worst British accent, Scottish accent. Yeah. And then she tells, the counselor tells Sally Fields. Right. Yeah, and Sally Fields is like, no, he doesn't have a sister. I guess that's just some older lady he's been dating. And then <laughs> like they never books. talk about it again, even though, like, that's, I don't know, it's pretty important that that was happening and he was apparently lying about it. That's another thing that makes it sound like a horror film. Like, right. who is that? La- There's mystery in there. Yeah. And why is that counselor ratting out Robin Williams to his ex-wife? Yeah, I didn't, there was a lot of things about the mechanics of the divorce and the court proceedings that, like, I bear further scrutiny, perhaps. It creeped me out that they showed the uh, impotence of the divorce, because the inciting incident, which you, t- yeah. you point out. Right. Because it is the kid's fault. You know when you're a kid, you're like, yeah. it's not your fault to divorce. <laughs> it is your fault to divorce. It really movie. couldn't be more his fault. <laughs> you point out you do eight things that still bother you. The first one is this insane birthday party that Robin Williams puts together for his son within four hours. Yeah. And four hours is generous. I think it's less than four hours. Well, they say in the movie, you oh, know, really? mom won't be home for another four hours. We can have the party. And then she came home early. She got a right. report from the neighbor. Right, because Gloria called her. <laughs> yeah, who's Flo from Alice. I don't know if... No, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it because no. you were born in, in uh, right. <laughs> 1989. But uh, she played a saucy waitress oh, okay. on a sitcom, and now she's a... Saucy neighbor. Saucy neighbor. She a brought rat. a little sauciness to that role. Yeah, yeah she did, right? She you could tell. She did a lot with it. I remembered the name Gloria All right. from watching as a child. And then the famous uh, scene where the goat eats uh, Sally Field's begonias. Yeah, it, well, why did he get all these animals? He's going to party know, like he, it's... That's what you do for a 12th birthday. Well, another thing I found weird about it was that... Uh, in the scene where he picks the kids up from school after quitting his job, and he's like, guess what I got you for your birthday or something like that. And the the, the kid, uh, Chris, who's turning like 12 or 13, says, a stripper? And Robin Williams goes, no. And he says, two strippers? This kid is really into strippers, <laughs> which is oh, weird yeah. for like, someone turning 12. No? Is that is that the uh, age when guys want strippers? I think so, right? 12, that's when you hit it. That was the most realistic part of the film. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but asking your father for strippers, that was a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Mm. And knowing what that is. So then they decided to have this party, which in no way could have been put together and had all those guests come in four hours. It's not feasible. Yeah, they put everything they got in the animals yeah. last All minute. those kids were just like home, yeah. waiting around for a party <laughs> to go to, and the parents were like, sure, we'll drop them off. We're not at work. And I guess just So he's, of course, rapping on the table, 
and mm-hmm. he's he's got um, the shirt buttoned just on top and the hat yeah. backwards. Oh yeah, it's about white people should not rap, Mm-mm. right? We should let it go. That was maybe the most offensive thing about the movie. Yeah, he does another one of those. All later questions on. of cross dressing and transgender people aside, <laughs> it was the white person rapping that really. That is worse than yeah. all the cross dressing. Yeah, because you point out too, um, number five or that the kids when they find out that this guy this woman is a cross dresser, mm-hmm. they they can't accept it. Yeah. At first, I was like, well, I'm watching the movie, and I'm like, well, I disagree because they don't know who this woman really is. She could be a right. criminal. But yeah. Then the son can't accept it. He won't hug his dad in yeah. the dress. <laughs> I mean, they're kids, so I get it. They're not going to be the most tolerant, but they they freak out. They're like, he's a he's a she, he's a he, she, it's an it. Uh-huh. It's got balls. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like, I wonder if kids today would react that way. To a guy. I'd like to hope not. To, well, their, to their, you know, elderly British nanny being standing up they don't know what's in her past maybe that, she has male genitalia right like that is acceptable yeah. but when you feel like this person i'm blocking my camera in my hand it's oh. very important but when you're um someone's just pretending to be somebody else right that's mm-hmm. the, like i don't know if you watch mad men yeah when the uh the maid seen this season oh well i don't want to spoil it but it's okay he sleeps with a lot of women and gets drunk a lot what i'm sorry <laughs> he cheats on his wife but there's someone who pretends to be a maid and uh-huh. it's just such a creepy moment, and that's how I felt when when the daughter realized Mrs. Doubtfire is a yeah, man. Yeah, I guess yeah, it is a betrayal. It's it's got to feel weird, and like especially even to find out that it's your dad, like that. It, it's almost weirder to find out that it's your dad to to find than to find out that it's like some strange man. Yeah, they have a relationship with their dad. They think they know what's going on, but you know this guy that they trusted and believed in is like doing this wacky thing. Yeah, would you never believe? Oh, talk about racism. This is what makes me nuts. Harvey Firestein plays his brother. Oh, my God. His brother. <laughs> Harvey Firestein only plays guys who talk to his mother. Yeah. Uh, in Independence Day, there's aliens coming, and he calls his mother. <laughs> and as a Jew, you're like, come on. I really? wonder how Harvey Firestein's real-life mom feels about all this. She's like, you don't call me enough in real life. I know. <laughs> your, your movie mother gets a lot of phone calls. Aww. And even the gay part didn't offend me as much as just the Jewish No, yeah, uh, that was another thing I did not pick up on at all watching it as a kid. When, uh-huh. You know, he's like, oh, uh, Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Steven and Jack or something. That was funny. I was like, oh, yeah, that's just his friend who helps him out at the hairdresser. Oh, you had no idea. <laughs> I did not know. No. Because when they get a great moment together and they make Ron Williams look yeah. like a woman, they don't kiss. They no. high five. <laughs> so it's... Another, they should remake this movie in 2014 uh-huh. or 2013 even. Let's fast track it and uh, just make it way more tolerant. More tolerant. What would you change? Uh, mm, everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, obviously uh, the two gay hairdressers would have like a steamy makeout session. Sure, obviously. Um, <laughs> number one. First. Uh, and, you know, the kids maybe would freak out a little bit less. And... Yeah, I guess there aren't really that many. I think he should get arrested right away. As soon as they realize what's going on, they just put him in jail. Because there's some weird shit going on. Well, they do They do initially react when they find out at the restaurant in that big climactic scene. Uh, then there's a courtroom scene where the judge is like, no, this was real weird. Now you can't see your kids unless, you know, there's like a supervisor there at the time. I and it's totally only because Sally it. Field finds it in, you know, the good of her heart. She understands what he was really doing, and she decides to let him see the kids. She's a victim. She's falling back in the old... The judge was the only rational movie guy in the whole movie. Honestly, I, it was kind of like maybe she just needed some time to cool down after being married to him. Yeah, she needed time away from him. The whole thing with dressing up as Mrs. Doubtfire was irrelevant. <laughs> really? Did she, she just Sally that Field part? just kind of, like, took it easy. You know, she started, like... Getting with James some Bond. with yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would make anyone chill out about your ex-husband seeing your kids. 
Yeah, that's right. Do what you want. Wait, do I still get Pierce Bronson? 1990s Pierce Bronson? Yeah. Oh, then we're all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that scene where he's uh, shirtless diving into the pool. Whew. Have a hooba. Yeah. The vapors. <laughs> they make sure you show a little beefcake for that scene. Well, yeah. You're not getting it from Robin Williams. No, no, thankfully, no. There's none of that. But it, it was, uh, I'm glad the judge was at least a voice of reason yeah. in this movie, made mm -hmm. us feel better. Um, the, the lobster, uh, why was he making lobsters? Uh, yeah, you know, he was learning to cook. He just, I think part of it was that he had to be the perfect housekeeper and learn to be everything that he hadn't been as a husband uh, in order for all the characters to grow and... I feel like the stakes could have been different. It's not so <laughs> creepy. It, it does look. I don't. We'll put up the uh, the horror movie version trailer, but it does look like a horror movie. When even he's making the lobster. Most of the movie, <laughs> just most of the film. Well, I think any any movie you could recut to make it a horror movie. That just shows you like how much the music does and the editing. He just yeah. has the lines though, and the look. He turns. Mrs. Doubtfire does a turn and looks at Sally Fields like, "Oh my God, oh, I'm gonna yeah. kill you." Right. It's because she has a secret. Yeah. Or he has a secret. Which is another serial killer thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> but sometimes secrets are just fun. Like, oh, I'm actually your ex-husband. Mm, uh, no, that sounds creepy. That's creepy, right? I'm wearing a woman's skin on my face. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way to explain this movie. You just have to watch it and give yourself over to the silliness. Yeah, it, it happened. I love the New York City cop in San Francisco. Like, every cop has to be like, hey, what's oh, up with that over sure. here? Oh, Pierce Bronson meets Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. Should have outed her right away with a terrible accent. Yeah. And says, uh, I have uh, I have a house in London. Yeah. I was born there. What a weird way to put it. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, a, just oh, so you know, way, I've got multiple houses. Well, I have a house in London. What's the more important thing here? I was born in London or I have a house? It's like a second thing. I, I guess, yeah. Because I was born in London. You were? Yeah, and someone said I'm in London. I wouldn't say, oh, I have a house there. But and, that's because you way, don't have a house there. I know, no, I do not. So not. <laughs> well, I, when I was watching it, I kind of found myself getting more interested in uh, Sally Fields and Pierce Brosnan's backstory. Like, what happened there? They have this mysterious past that they, like, don't really talk about what happened. Yeah. But I guess Sally Field, like, was dating him and then left him for Robin Williams' character? <laughs> How'd that happen? She seems like a lady who knows what's up. She should have stayed with Pierce Brosnan and, <laughs> and then gone to somewhere in that house in London. Gone to the house? Yeah, the house yeah. in London. That's a good point. That's, like this beacon of the other life that could have been. She knows what she's doing. She's got shoulder pads. She's a yeah. lady of the 90s. Mm -hmm. Like, the movies in that time were all like, yeah. being a career woman's gonna fuck everything up. That's wow. what it seemed like. So you gotta, but if you are a career woman, you do need shoulder yes, pads. Yes, you do. Well, you know, to protect you from everything that's gonna get fucked <laughs> up. You need padding <laughs> if you're gonna be a, a tough career woman and also have a personal life. You gotta, you can't have both. Mm -hmm. Not in these movies. Nope. And, Weirdly enough, the lawyer at the end of the movie, Sally Fields lawyer, is a woman. Is a woman, yeah. but looks to me looked like Mrs. Doubtfire. Now really? I don't know if that was a tribute or a coincidence or just me watching. I thought Mrs. it was like this, like you know, put together, like kind of stern-looking, like slim lady. Okay, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I was looking for something. You also asked why is there a monkey puppet? So Robin Williams, Mo yes, gets a Kofax, TV show. The very important character of the monkey puppet. Yeah, gets his own show yeah. on. Um, the Kids Channel, which is another thing you point out. Yeah, it's uh, it's like KTV or something. Some, I think it's actually a real channel. Okay. Uh, I wanted I I did a lot of like researching, trying to like stop it at the exact right moment in the movie to see what the channel was called because I wanted to see if it was something like PBS that was like taxpayer funded. So I felt like it could have been. Oh, why? right. So it it seemed it. like it almost was because I wanted to just be like, hmm. So everyone in America is cool with like funding this this crossdresser show, even though <laughs> they hate crossdressers. Uh, On TV, it's fine. Yeah. Tyler Perry's fine. 
But not, right. Yeah. Well, somebody actually, when I read that article, someone in the comments, uh, which normally are garbage, um, pointed out that uh, we're watching a movie that audiences across America in 1993 or four or whenever it was, uh, we're watching a movie about a guy who cross-dresses, so why should we expect less from TV audiences? Yeah, which that's was true. a fair point. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, because we know it's a cross-dress and he's doing it to get these kids right. back. Right, we know why. If you understand the motivations, it's not so, you know, Evan He sick, had man. to. He had no choice. He loves his kids. Right. But he held his kids for yeah, the first still, time. Yeah, he's still a real man. He's still a man. He's still got a hairy chest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Yeah, it was accepting because it was so wrong. Even the gay characters could have been more up-to-date. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is also a movie I thought was a, a handbook for sociopaths. Like, here's what you do if you want to stalk your wife and get away Probably, yeah. I mean, he, he everything kind of works out. Like, he messes up making dinner, but then, like, he calls the place and just, you know, they deliver this perfect dinner and no one can tell that it's made in a professional restaurant. Right, and it, within an hour, they make this great food right. dinner. yeah. Oh, well, he makes these prank calls to her as a nanny. Yes. So she puts an ad in the paper. Yeah. I know you don't know this, but there used to be ads in paper. Totally <laughs> Thank kidding. you. <laughs> You're welcome. And, uh, I, I didn't understand that whole part of the movie, what actually. Was what was that thing attached to the wall with the cord? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so he calls her, right? Yeah. He keeps pranking her, pretending yes. to be well, different he, nannies. First of all, he changes uh, the number for the newspaper listing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He changes like a three to an eight and maybe like a one to a four or something so that nobody will, no serious candidates for the job will call the number. And then he calls as a bunch of fake people, you know, so she doesn't like suspect anything when Mrs. Doubtfire is the only one to call, even though all of these insane people are calling her and she doesn't like look in the newspaper to like see if anything's up with her ad. Yeah, (laughs) She never checks the ad. You never want to see the ad? Yeah. Yeah, but she just accepts it that it's only wackos and then this wonderful Mrs. Doubtfire. Because he has no intention of being Mrs. Doubtfire at this point when he's doing the prank calls. Oh, I think he does. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he definitely does because uh, he does like three prank calls and then he says like, no, it's showtime or let's go in for the kill or some (laughs) cheesy line like that. And then he's like, all right, it's time to call as the real housekeeper. Uh, he so just creepy. forgets to think of a name for her, which is why he has to take it from the newspaper. Doubtfire. Right. And then, then go to his brother and see if it would work. Yes. And see if the mask would work. Oh, and then in the end, they yeah, get a real... Yeah, he probably should have checked out if that plan would work before he put it into motion. Right. He walks in. But whatever. With a big sombrero. And, yeah. Hello. Uh, just hiding his face. And then in the end, they, they want to hire a real nanny, and she comes in and she says, I will not do dishes, yep. I do new windows. I like, do I don't diapers, do anything. I don't do cleaning. Yeah, what, I don't know what kind of job she was expecting. <laughs> the worst job interview ever. Yeah. Right? It's terrible. I was, uh, I just moved back to New York, and I went to some sandwich place, and there was a woman with one arm making sandwiches. Okay. She did a great job. And yeah. all I could think of was, she knows how to do a job interview. Yeah. She walked into She's a manual labor place and said, I can do this better than anyone else. But that's what made me think of, like, that one was a war. That's why she, she's gone home, like, why can't I get any nanny jobs? <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why they won't hire me. Now, do you think the guy who played the monkey in the kids, there was a monkey puppet? Yeah. Do you think he also deceived his family and kidnapped his children? Yes. Yes. Without question. <laughs> that's his backstory? I think uh, probably they were looking for a monkey as a pet. Uh-huh. Uh, and they placed an ad <laughs> in the paper, right. as you do when you need a new pet. Sure, that's what you do. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he had had a similar situation, divorce, and he decided to to be the monkey. So he probably made a couple of prank calls and then called up and was like, uh, uh, You must be great. Sure, come in. Exactly. I and then a... he went to his brother-in-law or brother and uh, and said, Make me a monkey. <laughs> Jim Henson was his brother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love to see that movie. Yeah, that would be great. 
And then he comes in and he knocks up yeah, over. Yeah, exact same thing happened. And uh, Jonathan Lundy was like, oh, we'll just put these two together. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and the new boyfriend said, uh, I have a house in the jungle. I was born in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Less importantly, I was born in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, so do you recommend this movie? I always ask that. I feel like it's a stupid question. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to find. I, I bet you could probably get it on... Amazon. You can buy it for five bucks on Amazon. Yeah. But why? Why do you think it's so hard? Why it's is not, it worth it? Oh. Why is it worth it? Is it worth it? I think it is. <laughs> Sell Mrs. Doubtfire for five dollars. Uh, I don't know why it's so hard. I guess. I mean, it's not like. Do people are over it. Are they over the Robert Williams cross-dressing Robert Williams? Maybe, maybe because uh, you know, like there's been that ABC show Work It cross-dressing in, in entertainment has gotten a real bad name we with good reason because it's played episode. for laughs and like disrespectfully. Yeah. Uh, but. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a it's a good movie. I guess there just isn't that big a market for family films from uh, the early '90s anymore. It's terrible, terrible shame. Big shame. Yeah. Is there uh, a moral to this movie? There's always. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, the moral that they slap on at the end in the Mrs. Doubtfire TV show is uh, is, an, is a very nice one about divorce and how um, you know your parents can get divorced because they don't love each other and. They might not want to live together, but like your family will still, your parents still love you enough to like, you know, dress up as a crazy <laughs> housekeeper and and pretend they're someone they're not just to be with you. Uh, and I, you know, I get teary eyed every time I hear the little ending when she's reading the letter from that little girl and and telling her that you know she's gonna be okay. And then my parents got divorced when I was fourteen, and I like to think that uh, my memories of this movie helped me deal with it. Oh, that's oh, that's so, good to hear. Yeah. Now, but did your dad dress up? Do you think your nanny? He was... didn't. No. I was really disappointed. I kept kind of hoping that we get a nanny. But... I know he's just not. Yeah. I mean, he's not like you know he's Robin good. Williams' dad. He played catch, but he won't put on a dress. Exactly. Like, he won't deceive your mother. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm not as cute as uh, Natalie though. That it's little five year old. She's she was adorable. Natalie. And that's every movie and every TV show. Three kids, the cute yeah. one, the bottom. The smart one and then the dumb one. The responsible smart one. And the is dumb one. Chris the dumb one? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah. He's pretty dumb. He wanted two strippers from his dad. That's what he thought he was getting. He's not too smart. I think the moral of the story is, uh, yeah, you can be a sociopath, but make sure you get your own TV show because that would make everything better. Right. At the end. Yeah. Oh, that's totally uh, what happens. They're they're just on board with like hating him and getting him out of their lives, and then they happen to see him on TV, and it's like, well, this is sanctioned by society. We're, all We're okay. cool with it. We're yeah. good with it. Uh, right, thank you very much. And we can read thank your you. stuff on... Oh, collegehumor.com. And your Twitter. At Hallie Cantor. Great. Thank you very much, Hallie. Thank you. We do shows every other week. We have 100 episodes in the past, so if you're new to the show and you want to hear more, you can go back and look at uh, what movies or what interviews we have or episodes we did with Nico. And uh, also check out Danny's show. Danny did the engineering. It's called That's the Show with Danny. But go to our Facebook page, uh, the community of people who like obscure and weird films and fun films and and you can post your favorite films and what's going on there go to facebook type in proudly resents and if you like any episode please put on your facebook your tumblr your whatever your twitter let people know and i appreciate everyone who's done that that's actually made a huge difference later Adam, that, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.